This is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Lars, charmless man on Radio X. I'm Gordon Smart. I am the drinking woman's Jamie Thornan, tier three Radio X presenter and uh, part-time, well, full-time drinker, actually. I also should say that I spent the weekend in Ibiza, three days, ripping the wrapper off it, misbehaving, having a wild one, and I feel fresh, I feel good, I feel <laughs> lithe, I feel sprightly. And sitting across from me is Matt Morgan, emerging from the shadows after a weekend of watching Game of Thrones. How are you, Matt Morgan? I'm waiting myself, I'm well. <laughs> but, as you can hear, I have lost my voice. Oh, you're a poorly, poorly little soldier. Not poorly. Strong as ever. Strong as an ox. <laughs> Strong as an ox. This is the, a voice. This is the odd thing, right? Because physically, you say you're fine mentally, you're good, and normally that's not the case. Exactly. <laughs> Today you've come in, and the voice is just... Eva- How have you managed to do this to yourself, Matthew? Well, it's a combination. I had a cold last week, yeah. right? I was drinking at the weekend. Not excessively, not like you. Just sort of normal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we went to see... We stayed with my ex-girlfriend and right. our kids and her daughter. Yeah. And husbands, and I don't want to get bogged down, but like <laughs> I was, ended up shouting at my kids quite a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because my ex girlfriend's house, they've got a staircase with no banister. It's a very right. beautiful house, right? When it comes, because her daughter's older, winter's three, mm-hmm. I was having a nightmare constantly about her coming down these stairs. Yes, yeah. So quite a lot, I was saying, I'm not going to do it now because I'll make it worse. Okay, yeah, don't do shouting. it. Shouting. Yeah. And um, I woke up Sunday morning and it was bad. And right. I woke up this morning and it was even worse. Well, we've got a couple of devices to help you here, right? So if you do feel that you can't speak anymore, we're going to introduce one ding for yes and a double ding for no. Can you give us a little spin? Are you happy, Matt? It wasn't meant to be a tough question, that one. I was desperately trying to remember what the, the uh, yeah. if it won for yes or no. One for yes. Um, so you're going to use that if you just, just want to communicate through Morse code, perhaps? Because what I've noticed is you can't interrupt. Like people, you become invisible. Right, okay. That's, yeah. It's painful. <laughs> and uh, earlier on, I answered my phone. <laughs> Completely forgot. Answered the phone. Just went... Like that, just dry, a dry. Yeah. You know. Oh, I'm gonna. I've I've got a lot of home remedies around me. Okay, good. There's a lot, a lot of things over there to help you through. We also have some computer technology we might rely on at some point during the rest of the show. If it gets really bad, then yeah, we're going digital. We're going, we're going digital. I should also say, man, sound no. like the Godfather. You, do, I was gonna say, you sound like I'll Marlon Brando on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> I'll make you an offer you cannot quite hear. This is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Is everything okay, Matt Morgan? Well, I don't know. You, so you were just telling me you had, you've had this problem quite recently. Yeah, last year I had three weeks off Radio X because I couldn't make a decent noise with my vocal cords oh, flapping why? together. It was horrible. What was that? Though? That's just... A combination of... Your kids must have been really naughty. <laughs> That's a nice euphemism for yeah behaving really badly. I think a combination of going out really late at night talking on the radio and uh, shouting. My voice is quite deep, so when I'm out and music's being played, to get my voice to carry over it, I have to really like, scream. And I can't, but I get home and my ears are ringing, my voice doesn't work, and it just got on top, and I had to, I had to hide. I'll tell you all about it though, Matt, because uh, fingers crossed yours is just a little bit of a, a morning after injury from your weekend. Yeah, hopefully. We, oh. do, we do have something set up in case though. Yeah, I know, I've, well... See it ready, but right, well, I ask I'm it. doing all right at the moment. You're doing okay. I think you're going to see your way through. Look, I'm here all week, right? So yeah. surely I'm going to rest it. Yeah. So maybe you just take a little pause and let technology. We talked about this last week, Matt. We talked about how we're all turning into cyborgs. Are you all right, Matt? 
you've just well yeah but look because this is the problem like, I can't I can't think on the spot right? <laughs> right okay you've just blown what I was gonna say because I had to type it in the song last week I was complaining that we are becoming utterly dependent on technology <laughs> so this is ironic so, so you then ruined that <laughs> and then because I can't type that fast and rewrite it yeah so I'm, I'm at a disadvantage comedically as well <laughs> you're going to blame your timing on technology it's all Apple's fault wait say that again <laughs> uh, okay let me say again oh you're going to blame technology for this Matt it's all Apple's fault yes <laughs> this is Radio X Gordon Smart Matt Morgan now I've been teasing you all afternoon I've been tickling you with the prospect I've been uh, getting you in the ballpark area of Morgan's sensitive undergrowth. You might have been trying to find... The idea sounds nuts, but just bear with me. You've been trying to find alternative ways to fix your voice, right? Because you had a bit of a horse horse voice well, yesterday. I had a horse voice yesterday. It came to a bit of a head when... The thing is, when you've got no voice, you forget. Yes. Right? And so there have been a few times where I answered the phone and just went... Bleh. And I had to hang up. But the worst one was I pulled up alongside this woman who had parked so badly. She was like, at first I thought it was an empty car. So I started, I was like, who's done that? Like literally blocking half of my road. Yeah. And then I pulled out and she was there on her phone or whatever. So I pulled up alongside her, did the window down and tried to say, that's a stupid place to park. And I went, <laughs> she went, what? And I went, and drove off. And that was like... I more sinister though, probably more effective. Yeah, she's probably thinking, who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and so I was li- I was in bed, I couldn't sleep last night, worrying about my voice. This was unconnected. Mm-hmm. I saw this thing about testosterone, how to boost it naturally, right? right? One of the things in this list just said sunlight on testicles, right? As if that was a thing we all know about. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. Like eat zinc, eat, you know, like... So I was like, what? And then I Googled it, and it is a thing, right? No, it's not. It's an absolute thing. There's been studies done. If as a ma- if you're a man and you go into the garden, you get sun, not the garden, anywhere, <laughs> you get sun on your chest, right? Yeah. Your testosterone is boosted by 80%. 80%? Yeah, because vitamin D, testosterone, I don't know, there's some sort of link, but like a lot, right? So that's, that's why, why Adonis are walking around with their big hairy chest. Yes, yeah. that's Buttons why when down. you're on holiday, you know you feel more virile and stuff. Right. It's because of sunlight, right? But if it... If the sun goes onto the old lads, right, <laughs> or nads, then 120% boost, wow. if not more. Some and It depends on the man, but like if you're more pale skinned, right, yeah. it's even higher because that area of your body is not obviously used to getting it. So they're, maybe they're more sensitive to sunlight yeah. or I don't know, whatever, right? So I thought it was funny. I was reading this thing. I posted on my Instagram, Matt underscore Morgan, um, a funny quote from some guy who was like talking about it. But then, like all these things, you start to think, well, I'm going to try this. <laughs> so guess what I tried today? So you went out somewhere, hopefully private, and unveiled yourself to the sun. Soho Square. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went in my garden. But okay. what's interesting is <clears throat> there's like one... When you try and do this, Mm -hmm. you realise how limiting or limited the space that you can do it in is. Especially if you haven't got a garden. If you're overlooking houses, for instance. Well, no, you can't do that. But like some people, if you haven't got, like you can't just hang certain body parts out of a window. (laughs) I mean, you could. You could, yeah. Because actually from a distance, it might just look like, I mean, you could do, I don't know, draw a face on them or something. (laughs) But I went in the garden. There was this one bit where one neighbour can't see. Right. That corresponds with another bit 
like the same a blind bit. spot, like a yeah, little blind a, spot. There's a blind spot in my garden. There's right. one area. I pulled the kids' trampoline over. <laughs> right. Now I'm not saying they're huge, and I needed to lay them on the trampoline. I'm saying I used that as a sort of cover from the <laughs> okay. other side because it's quite an exposing feeling. Yes. So have you just released them, or have you gone naked? No, from just the waist them. Down? Just them. So <laughs> I had, yeah, because I thought like naked from the waist down just seems. Yeah. I mean, I'll build up to that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was like. I made it look like it could have been an accident. So here's the question then. Did you feel like you've boosted your t- testosterone by right. 120%? My wife was laughing at me. She won't be laughing tonight. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> Honestly, you f- it feels... Right, so in, on all the stuff I read, right, they move and people were like amazed. Oh, they start to swirl around and move. It's like, like some ancient wisdom, this thing, this like beam of light hits them and they come alive. That's right? incredible. Right? It's incredible. And what? Your voice. Has it helped your voice? Oh, my voice. Sorry, I thought you were telling me to shut up because my voice sounded... <laughs> yesterday I was told it was painful to listen to. Vim was going, no, we've got to stop now. Um, no, but my voice, right? So it was bad this morning to the point where um, the Matt Deverson had to phone me up yeah. to gauge whether I could do the show. No way. Yeah, so I, I really put it on. And he called you as you were... La, 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 la. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he had to check it out. And I got through that test, yeah. but only because I'd had this... Amazing experience. I can feel it now. Yeah, yeah. It feels, it's like a warm, it's like a glow. Like, I don't know, I've never had an infinity stone. But not too much. Lap. Not like an anger. No, it's like, it's, look, all men should try this. Yeah, okay. You're kind of like a gladiator. <laughs> Contender ready. Look, it gives you a boast. <laughs> you should do it. I'm completely Have you got anywhere in London you could do this? I could do it anywhere I like. Shortly after being arrested, and then <laughs> we get a phone call from the boss tomorrow. Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. We're discussing body hacks. We had loads. Matt, you're on form again. You've come up with the goods. That's why we're paying you. Finger on the pulse of the nation. That's why we're paying you tier six Radio X <laughs> sidekick money. <laughs> These are quite good, right? Let's give this one a spin. You can try this if you're not driving. Short sighted, right? We're both short sighted, aren't we? No, um, I'm not. Are you not? I've got a stigmatism. How dare you? I've got a stigmatism as well, but that's the same thing, isn't it? You've got that on top of short sightedness. Okay. And you can't bend your own body. I know. <laughs> Stiff, short sighted man. Uh, short sighted. Forgotten your glasses. Make a tiny hole with whole fingers and look through it. How does that mean? So make, make, make a tiny mean. hole with four fingers, it means, I think. Yeah. You make a tiny little diamond shaped hole. You must have seen people ah, do I see what you mean. You right, can yeah. read a sign in the distance. Right, so I'm going to take my glasses off here, right? I'm going to put my index, two index fingers together with my two thumbs, and I'm going to peer through with one eye. No, makes no difference whatsoever. Uh, it does. It <laughs> does. does. It? does yeah, it? it's a real thing. Right, okay. Thanks for that, you JJ. You can use the Kent. same shape. As a, uh, when I went camping with this, my friend who's a bushcraft guy, <laughs> he taught me this thing that when you blow on a fire, your breath is dissipating all over it. Yeah. But you can highly focus your breath using the same diamond shaped thing between four uh, fingers. And you can like almost laser beam air into the middle of the fire. Like a culture power washer kind of Body thing. Body hack. I see what you did. Thanks, JJ and Ken. That was a good one. Let's have a look. Um, someone here, I think they're trying to insult us, but <laughs> they've got their own body hack of typing with their forehead. If DJs punch themselves in the face really hard, then they're L Wood nobody hacks. Yes. Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> body hacks. Make a fist with your thumb in the centre and clench, and that apparently reduces your gag reflex, which right. could be quite helpful. Body hack. If you hold a sneeze in and then release it at the last second, you get hard nipples. That's, That's not true. Alan Leeds. Oh, come on, Al. Come on, Alan. Uh, hiccups can be immediately cured by one teaspoon of vinegar. That's from Phil. That's he's. I think he means one teaspoon of vinegar. Because well, yeah. otherwise, that just sounds like get some vinegar, put a teaspoon in it. 
yeah. and your hiccups disappear <laughs> without actually consuming anything. Well, there's my wife, Joanne Hodges. I mean, that is, he's very formal about his wife. <laughs> my wife, Joanne Hodges, swears by a way of stopping cramp setting in. At the first sign of trouble, pinch the middle bit of your nose as hard as you can, capital letters. I have to confess to appreciating her knowledge as it had saved my calves on numerous occasions. Right. What? So when the, when the cramp really in kicks your in. calf, yeah. pinch your nose. Nose, right as in the hard. You should never have married Joanne Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> Any illnesses at all, Go down the pub, six pints should sort it. That's from George. George in Landon. George in Landon. Nice one, George. Thanks for that, mate. Radio X. Gordon Smart. Matt Morgan. Gordon Smart here with a slightly injured little soldier. His name is <clears throat> Matt Morgan. We're standing in for Johnny Vaughan. Got anything you'd like to say, Matt Morgan? From our elevated position on Leicester Square, we can see preparations for the premiere of the Elton John musical movie, Rocket Man. What an exciting day for fans of Elton John. <laughs> That's great, Matt. It's very thorough and comprehensive uh, coverage of what's happening in Leicester Square right now. Um, I'd like to ask you as well, are you a big fan of Elton John? Thank you. <laughs> I get the sense you might have um, pre-written some of this. In your yes. <laughs> right, great. Shall we nip out and say hello to Elton John, Matt? <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> this is going to work really well this afternoon. Matt Morgan's feeling a little bit poorly. We're going to let him rest his voice and his computer because it can't take that kind of strain. And in a moment, you will hear some great music from Arctic Monkeys. And you know what? We'll have a bit of a chat that I'll share with you from Catfish. The universe and- is expanding. <laughs> this is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Hey, Matthew, what do you see? So, yeah, as I pointed out, he's a bit hoarse today. Horse. Um, Matthew, what have you seen? I've seen a duck rescue. <laughs> You've witnessed a duck, a duck I, being I, rescued? I can't say I've witnessed it. Okay. Only in, through the medium of print. <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to try and do this with my failing voice. <clears throat> well, maybe we should get producer Neil or producer Finn to be like the hand solo to your Chewbacca. Yes, <laughs> like a translator. Sometimes I can sit on their lap. Um, two friends fell out after a 40th birthday party in a row about a duck that they rescued from McDonald's. <laughs> Lee Gordon, 31, and Neil Edwards Cecil, 40. That's weird, isn't it? Yes. Their names are very sort of upper class. Yes. One's 40, one's 31. <clears throat> Could be friends. Stopped for a cheeseburger at McDonald's in Chester where they spotted the bird. They helped the duck to leave the restaurant, but then started arguing over it before a fight broke out. Gordouin said, I don't know how it escalated from there. <laughs> Police arrived and he lunged for an officer's stab vest and kicked out. So this obviously escalated a lot. <laughs> yes. You find a duck in McDonald's, yeah. you help it to leave. Yeah. So it doesn't even suggest they picked it up. They sort of stood around it while it waddled out, yeah. right? And then started arguing, I think, reading between the lines about who the true hero was. Yes. <clears throat> about right. the glory. They'd fell out over the glory of rescuing the duck. This duck, right? <clears throat> and then it, like, CS Gas was involved from the police. What? And when he, he was told to stop swearing, he said, I don't give a... And then swore. A duck. Right? So we know... <laughs> <laughs> don't give a duck. <clears throat> Both men smelled of alcohol and later admitted <laughs> abusive behaviour and resisting a constable. Right? Um, Magistrate Fiona Crane told him, I hope this has been a lesson to you. And then the story starts to repeat itself. I mean, it's as mad as the actual story, the way that it's been written. Um, he goes into McDonald's. There's a duck in there. But for whatever reason, he gets very aerated, which is surely not the right word. Doesn't that mean to have bubbles in you? I thought so. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> yes. So someone went in there, saw a duck, 
got very bubbly. <laughs> and then uh, and then there's this thing about his friend saying that it's an isolated incident. He lives a quiet life on his own with his dog. But on this occasion, alcohol got the better of him. He much, And there was an isolated incident. And then it just sort of fizzles out. So Someone says, said- Edward Cecil defends himself, says, I just want to apologise for my behaviour. I'd gone out for my 40th birthday, gone to McDonald's to get some food, and there was a duck. <laughs> so Teddy Cecil. I I, we're not getting the true story. No, you're not. There's something missing, isn't there? They're sending you off in some mad directions there as well. And there must he be lives alone with his dog. Right? McDonald's is always covered by cameras. Right? Of course it is. So there's two drunk friends coming into McDonald's, seeing a duck, right? Yeah. How do they know that needed rescuing? <laughs> Could have been a pet. <laughs> it could have been like pigeons going McDonald's. No one rescues them. No, no. I think why is it necessary to tell everyone that he lived at home alone with his dog, Edward? I Cecil. think it was like some way sort of making us believe that he was a nice guy. But yeah. it just makes you think that's a bit weird. I'm not, <laughs> he now lives with a dog and a duck. <laughs> Stabfest, CS gas. Yeah, no CS gas and stuff. So naturally going to court and stuff. Yeah, I mean, what are they sentencing anyway? Or was it just a, like a community service order? Well, twelve month conditional discharge, eighty five pounds court costs. So they've gone from heroes yes. to criminals, <laughs> probably the quickest time possible. But anyway, yeah, that's what I've seen. No, thanks for that, Matt. <laughs> really appreciate that. Sorry. We'll have more horse news <laughs> from, from Matt Morgan and his wood, wood, woodbine voice box in just a second. Radio X. If you're unemployed or your income has reduced, you may be able to get financial support from the government. Universal Credit and other benefits could support you if you've lost your job or you're still working but earning less than usual. To find out more, search online for employment and benefits help. Eligibility criteria apply. This is Radio X. Gordon Smart. Matt Morgan. Tell me about Loch Ness. Loch Ness okay. monster tourists try to lure Nessie with Haribo in Bizarre New Trend. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Not the Tangfastics? Well, I don't, it doesn't specify which Haribo, but uh, does she exist? She? She's suddenly female, I suppose. <laughs> oh. These woke times. <laughs> Who knows, but German tourists visiting Loch Ness to catch a glimpse of the famous monster certainly think she does. And in order to lure her to the surface, the holidaymakers are feeding her sweets, right? right? Yes, you read it correctly, or heard it correctly from me. German tourists are flocking to Loch Ness armed with Haribo. Why do you think they're doing that? Because they are being patronising to the Scots and our sweet tooth. What were they pouring iron brew in the water as well? Playing the bagpipes. <laughs> where it doesn't exist. <laughs> Playing the Scots card. No, they are... The Germans. <laughs> no, they are taking inspiration from a TV advert. So basically, there's right. an advert on German TV where someone goes and throws Haribo. Or actually, no, he's standing there with Haribo. Yeah. And the Loch Ness Monster comes out and eats it out of his hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they think that's how you lure the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. that's what they've sort of framed the story as. I hope they all get eaten. It's a joke, is it? It's like yeah. social media. It's like, hello, oh, just like the advert. Yes. You know, so they've gone there with their... Sorry oh. if that was offensive to any Germans. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, it's a hugely popular advert. And um, reports of Nessie date back to 6th century Scotland. I mean, Nessie itself is a is an advert, isn't it? It's yeah, just it like is. a big yeah, scam it's a tourist to get yeah, tourists in. Of course right. it is. The deepest, deepest water in the world, apparently, isn't it? Loch Ness. I have to check that. It's, it's incredibly, incredibly deep. Hey, I do remember, I've watched yeah. a few things about it and yeah. it is very deep. Um, but no, it made me think of uh, copying adverts. Do you remember You've Been Tangoed? Yes, the slap in the ears. That got banned, didn't it? Can you I mean, imagine that? Was that? Brutal. Obviously that was going to get banned. It was a brilliant Double advert. slap on both ears. Yeah. 
That was it? horrible in the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to think of others. Hamlet was a mild cigar. There were quite a few funny adverts for that, weren't there? Back well, in the day. If you think like if there's a big advert in someone's culture, like German people, yeah. like it's like us, like meerkats, have a standing yes. in British culture now that would be misunderstood. Like say you're in a people like what do people say? Simple as to the meerkats. <laughs> Radio X, good and smart. Matt Morgan. Hey Matthew, what do you see? Hey, hey Matthew, what do you see? I see pointlessness. <laughs> what? Just everywhere you look. Well, listen to this, right? <clears throat> 97 minutes a day are pointless. Well, we're providing 180 of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, time wasting costs us an average of uh, an average of an hour and 37 minutes each day. With sitting in traffic, the most hated pointless activity, right? So, but I'm what I'm surprised about this is 97 minutes a day are pointless for most people. Mm. I would say it was much higher. Yeah, like that's pretty effective. If you're only like, what's that? An hour and a half. An hour and a half right? of your day. Yeah, yeah. I definitely a lot more of my day is pointless than that. Really? These are the things that people find that they're sort of things they hate wasting time on. Sitting in traffic. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be pointless if you're listening to a podcast or something, listening to a good radio show, yes. for instance. Yes. Uh, being on hold, that, that doesn't is, have to be pointless. But no, it is. It is. Yeah. There's, there's never anything good that comes from being on hold. You can do stuff. Anyway, uh, queuing, you can't do stuff in a queue. You're stuck. No, no, you've got a phone now. You can still queue and have a little you can game have a look of at yeah. Roger Rocket or whatever it is in the phone. It's, like that. it's a great game. <laughs> Worrying, number four. Number five, resetting passwords. Yes. That's weird. Yeah. Um, six, browsing social media. I mean, that's it is essentially pointless, but yeah. most people don't act like it's pointless when yeah, they're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, watching a terrible film. Yeah. yeah. I'm not someone who can just sit there and go, well, I'm going to watch this. You're one of those people end. that gets Fair 10 enough. minutes in and that's it. I'm out. Uh, things annoy me. See, I can't. I have to persevere just in the off chance that it's like the usual suspects in the last five minutes is brilliant. No, I, I get annoyed. And then people will say, like Chernobyl, which I'm watching at the moment, which is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I got like first episodes like oh I know how this ends <laughs> like yeah. and I was like yeah, yeah, where's this going to go yeah. and then we persevered and it's brilliant actually yeah. I'd recommend yeah, everyone watch watches that, that. Um, waiting for Wi-Fi to work that's, I mean, how long do you spend on that I've wasted lots of time mucking about with that I think that's generally technology trying to get things working yeah in a hotel room probably correct um, <laughs> waiting for a train bus or tram I like that. That's old school. I like yeah. waiting for a train. You always have some good conversations, I find. Well, yeah. I scare people, people yeah. speaking to them as a Scotsman in London. Yeah. Number 10, dwelling on mistakes. Which yeah, is do a lot of that. Effectively You've pointless. just described about 18 hours of my day, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, who an hour who and is half? so effective that only yeah. an hour and a half? Like, I, I think humans are pretty ineffective yeah. in the fact that you have to sleep for basically eight hours a night. Yeah. Imagine your phone could only work for like 16 hours. And then you've got to charge it for eight hours. That's yeah. not a very good phone. So humans are quite pointless anyway. Do you know what's a funny one? This is probably massively unpopular. Bear in mind, a lot of Radio X listeners will be in their car right now, frustrated, desperate to get home. But it's been a while since I've had a commute in a car, right? And But I used to commute to Glasgow every day from Perth in Scotland. Right. And it was a bad drive. I, I actually miss it now. Because yeah. you have that relationship with the radio. Yeah, I used to listen to podcasts. I used to pick up so much in that hour and a half. Sometimes an hour and 45 minutes if I wanted to be even longer on my way in. But yeah, you, you don't... You could argue... Yeah, you could... I think if you were like someone, I don't know, one of the dragons from Dragon's Den, I bet I bet they optimise every moment every of Every moment, day. yeah. Efficiency like, of your life. Yeah, yeah. that's... A, they're basically saying there's an hour and a half you could claw back yeah. 
for effectiveness. So we've talked about this a little bit, how, you know, like Noel, for instance, is 50 minutes early for everything. But I've got a bad relationship with time. I think you've got a slightly awkward relationship with time as well, haven't you? Mm, yeah, sometimes I, yeah, I do that thing where you think, well, have a, t- have a shower, that's 10 minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. actually 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think... My legs, obviously. So, <laughs> once you wash your legs. But I always think about it as, right, I want to leave exactly the amount of time the amount of time it takes me to get to work right not I'm going to leave 45 minutes before so I'm 50 minutes early that's a waste to me I don't want to spend an extra 15 minutes in here speaking to you Matt it's be awful <laughs> it really is it's this kind of madness you put in my head right yeah thanks for that that's a uh, pointless 7 minutes of the Radio X 427 show that we've provided I, you could argue that nothing's pointless because yeah. it's all experience you're, all, you're thinking you're living your life that's your mindfulness speaking there, isn't it? You've got leaf, too many apps. Leaf blowing, though, is pointless. <laughs> it's pointless. This is Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. Ooh la la la, blah, a country house on Radio X. Gordon Smart and Matt Morgan. You know a story I love about Graham Coxon from Blur? I seem to remember reading this. I hope it's right. <laughs> this never stopped me before. He had a cat <laughs> with a, a profanity for a name. It was Illegitimate Child or, you know, Battle of the Something from Game of Thrones. Right. Which I, I thought was quite... It's not very Graham, Graham Coxon It's not, is it? it? It's not, is it? We were just laughing about it. I, I also named my dog after somebody famous, but not not Graham Coxon. Dexter Fletcher. My dog's called Fletcher. And I, I love it when people have good names for their pets. And you think that rock stars should be under that extra pressure to come up with a good name. In, in a don't... way, naming a dog after somebody is an insult. Do you think? Well, it can. it could be perceived as that. Because it's not like you've got a statue to Dexter Fletcher in your garden, like a huge marble statue. You've called a dog it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's the most affectionate thing you could do, isn't Also, it? that's a weird person to choose. Well, he was in Press Gang, and I thought that was brilliant when I was growing up, and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, and Bugsy Malone. And now he's the director of Rocket mm. Man and... Eddie the Eagle. The Queen movie. <laughs> and the Queen movie as well. He stepped yeah. in and saved that. He's a hero. Hey, and how was- old is this dog? Uh, 12 now, thir- t- 13, yeah, 12, 13, oh, getting old, he's an old man. Would you, if that dog died, would you call another dog Fletcher? No, no, I can't, I don't think you can do that, can you? Dexter? Maybe. It was also convenient because Hibs had a great player called Stephen Fletcher at the time as well. So it d- doubled up, my wife was... But it was really that and he's just was. updated it. <laughs> no, when he met when he left. Fletcher. Yeah, when he left. Um, God, there's a great article in the paper today actually in the Times <clears> on page three about Elton John and his animals, right? And this is classic this is brilliant Elton John isn't it well he, yeah it's, he, it's insane he has a castle doesn't he in his garden he has a donkey sanctuary that's shaped like a castle <laughs> of course he does if he'd built a castle for donkeys that would be weird but uh, it's pretty weird anyway he uh, one of all the symbols of rock star extravagance acquired by Sir Elton John during his 50 year career the one that set him apart was the donkey stable built in the style of Windsor Castle he's getting rid of it to put in a studio doesn't say what's happening to the donkeys Although it does say something about you can't really cremate donkeys because they blow up. Really? Yes. Yeah, Why have they added that? Well, they fill up with air and they come, it just says they come shooting out. I imagine <laughs> they mean of the chimney. And did, did you know that? Imagine flying donkey kills queen mother. Wow. Yes. I tell you what, the farmer near me has a donkey and you can hear it from a long way away. It makes some noise. What noise does it make, Gordon? I'm not going to do that for you, Matt. I don't want to damage I my voice. Risk my voice. <laughs> no, um, but I love that. You know, rocks. What is the point of. Like, um, they, I know you can ride them at the beach, which is probably un PC these yeah. days and not allowed. Yeah. But what were they. I think they're very strong, aren't they? So they'd be quite helpful at pooling things. Right. But that, yeah, but that was like pit ponies and stuff. But did donkeys. I mean, what are donkeys? <laughs> 
<laughs> Didn't and why has Elton John got them? Z- zebras without stripes. So he's obviously, re- if it's a sanctuary, that means he was rescuing donkeys from beaches yeah. and letting them live in a castle. Imagine how confused they were moving into oh. Windsor Castle in Elton John's back garden. That, with the, that weird bloke with the glasses guy, is coming again. That guy covered in glitter. <laughs> really, really odd. 83936, what are donkeys? <laughs> Yeah, we have done that already. Matt Morgan needs to know. Zebras without the stripes, that's my answer. This is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Matt's just informed me about a scam that exists um, involving bread and tobacco. Similar kind of density, weighs the same, bit of a scam involved in getting an extra bag. Yeah, that's kind of basically basically, it. Yeah, basically it. Hello, lads. My brother once went on his mate's computer, took a screenshot of the desktop and set it as the desktop background. <laughs> he then deleted all the desktop icons. So when his mate went on the computer, none of the icons worked. That Aww. is the kind... We should do workplace wind-up, shouldn't we? Thank you very much. That's Chris B. Absolutely outstanding. What the effort he's gone to there. For ah, that. Some of the wind-ups at work were brilliant. I remember Kenny Miller, who I worked with, had lost his suitcase. Uh, and British Airways, one of the lads pretended to work for British Airways, phoned him up and said, Hello, Kenny, um, we found your bag. It's in Manila. Yeah, where is it? <laughs> Manila, mate. <laughs> I worked. I worked in a factory once, and uh, the wind-ups were brutal. Yeah, it was really. You had to lock your phone in the drawer <laughs> because <clears throat> people would text your mum weird yeah. stuff if they found it. But I used to. You'd be soldering. Was soldering like iron on the on the stringy thing. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. And you had steel wire, and then they'd replace. Yeah. Solder it with the steel wire, and you sit there for ages wondering why it wasn't melting. And yeah. It would burn your hand, and you look around and, <laughs> and people laughing. <laughs> laughing yeah. It was like it was honestly, it was a cult. It was, sort of kept you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, workplace. Thing is, I, when I was up in Scotland editing the paper, right, it was quite an important job. But I couldn't help getting involved, you know, with the sports department because they were so good at the wind-ups. But when I got involved, there was kind of an extra panic because, for instance, there was a party one night, and somebody misbehaved terribly. And then I just sent an email just to the people involved. Right, I need to know who's responsible and I'd like to see you in the next 45 minutes in the office. That was absolutely unacceptable last night. And I still have the picture that was sent to me by one of the eight people on this email. But of course, it was absolute nonsense, right? right. But one person in the office is like, the editor's going to sack me. So, ah, come jump the power, through the window. The <laughs> it was great fun. Should really have been paying attention to the independent referendum, but that was much more fun, Matt. Anyway, it I'm gets not- you through the day. Radio X. Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. That was Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And coming up, we've got Vampire Weekend. Gordon is in the toilet, and it's <laughs> finally my time to shine. Uh, what now? Well, let's just... Uh, <laughs> let's just uh, look at this thing we're looking at. <laughs> Abu. Send us in more ABUs. We've got a brilliant one coming up. Do you want me to do it now, Finn? Or should we do it after news? After news. Oh, I think this is going really well. Come back from the toilet, Gordon. This is Radio X. Gordon Smart. Matt Morgan. Hey, what do you see, Matt? Uh, I see human bodies being turned into mulch. Where do you? Where have you seen this happening? Just in my mind. Okay. No, uh, there's a story here. Human bodies can legally be turned into compost used to plant trees in Washington, in America. Uh, so it's an alternative to cremating or burying remains. You could be turned into... I mean, this sounds awful. 
you can turn a body into around two wheelbarrows worth of soil in just weeks. May I just stop you there for one second? Yes. Thanks for this upbeat start to the show, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is upbeat, actually. I suppose it is. It's the right because, way to do it, isn't it? Listen, right? You know, like so the, the, the conventional ways are actually bad for the planet. Right. Um, Nora Menkin of the Seattle-based People's Memorial Association says it gives meaning and use to what happens to our bodies after death, right? right? Do you know what they do? They pump normal burial, right? You think, oh, that's quite healthy. You just put back into the earth and whatever. No, you're drained of your blood, pumped full of formaldehyde, oh, that's which is a poison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And other chemicals that can pollute the groundwater and uh, then you're put, put in a coffin, which yeah. takes up land, right? This way... You get turned into earth, which a tree might grow from. Right. It's actually rather lovely. Senator Jamie Peterson, the Seattle Democrat, blah, 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 he goes on. But one thing he does say, (laughs) he's defending it. And he says that uh, the image people have is that you're going to toss Uncle Henry out in the backyard and cover him with food scraps. (laughs) To the contrary. I don't think anyone was thinking that, were they? Poor Uncle Henry. He's thinking of a compost heap with a corpse on it. Do you want this to happen to you? I've done that. (laughs) I can imagine you. I shouldn't shouldn't say that. It's quite dark. But in your little wicker corner coffin <laughs> heading well, to the yeah, shadows no, there are like there are green coffins obviously yeah but um i think that's that's good it's sort it is, of like yeah. that's what you win you know like that's probably what burial originally was yeah. but now there's all these chemicals involved in yeah. like a silk lined coffin made of plastic or whatever yeah yeah why not turn what a lovely thought there? actually you've, you've you've turned me around there because i thought that was going to be miserable but actually it's quite a no, it's good i think yeah i'd like to be burned and i'd like the metal in my body to be turned into a necklace that you would wear <laughs> i'd love that yeah this is radio x good and smart matt morgan i want to talk to you about mum's net Good. I've become somebody on... Uh, Radio X is the home of conversations about Mumsnet. Oh, yeah. I mean, the two can finally meld, the two brands. Um, somebody sent me a message on Instagram. and I, then, Well, I don't know what their name is, but their Instagram handle is 101 questions or something like that. Mm. But anyway, they were telling me about this. There's a Twitter, there's a, a Twitter um, account called Mumsnet Madness. Right. right. So Mumsnet, if you don't know about Mumsnet, right, it is an online community of mums, parents, main, it is all mums actually, right? And they, they use this weird sort of language. So they say DD, which is their dear daughter. Have you ever come across this? Mate, you know me, BRB, I didn't know what that was. Oh, yeah, you're completely I've got no idea. I but, they, um, but this, they, like, I actually have used Mumsnet in the past for when the kids are ill. Like they've got some weird rash or the temperature's really high. And mum's there, yeah. it's like, because it's sort of... Does that not make matters worse, though? Well, it can do, but then sometimes it... No, yeah, it can. It can. Yeah. But yeah. actually, the proper stuff you Google, it always says, like, go to the hospital at once because they're playing it safe. But on mum's net, you get yeah. more of a sort of realistic, like, well, that happened to us. And she was oh, fair enough, then, yeah. Yeah, so it's quite good. But this Twitter account has found, I mean, some of the stuff on there is... is Beautiful. Have you got some? Have you got some for us? Got something here. Oh yes. Got something here. <clears throat> right. This is. Uh, so I won't even say her name actually. But there's someone on Mumsnet saying this. I've had to rename my baby daughter Keith <laughs> to keep up with the spiralling lie. Right. Unfortunately, my DD, dear daughter, has inherited her father's large head and has very little hair. This, combined with my love of gender-neutral clothing, meant that people quite often assumed she was a boy. Dressing her in pink dresses just made her look like a builder in drag didn't help matters, right? What? One neighbour in particular was so convinced D.D. was a boy that no amount of gentle correcting has convinced her otherwise, gave up in the end and went along with it. <laughs> yes, he is getting big, etc. All fine until the neighbour asked the baby's name about four months back and I panicked and said, Keith. 
oh, to make matters worse, she asked if she, he has a middle name, and I said Richard. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even, she hasn't picked up on the fact she's thinking of Keith Richards. So. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which means at some point, I either have yeah. to confess that I panicked and accidentally misgendered my own child and got her name wrong, or actually raise her as Keith. No. And that is a serious thing from Mum's Dad where someone's. It's like, not a wind up, right? No. Definitely not a wind up. And like. I mean, there's loads of it. That is fantastic stuff, isn't it? Great material. That. Why would you go along with? Why the would whole you agree with? Thing? Yeah, it's daft, isn't it? Where's Keith come from? Well, here's the, th- here's the thing, right? When your children are really young and you've got babies, you think they're the most beautiful little creations in the world. Yeah. I'll look back at those pictures of them now and think, oh, you're a weird looking little thing, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And they get misgendered all the time. Of course they do. Yeah. People go, oh, isn't he lovely? And you think, oh god. Like sometimes you pick them up on it, and sometimes you just think, I can't make a scene yeah. now. But you're 40 years old now, man, and people still misgender you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a beard. Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. On Monday, it's always a mad dash because I live in Scotland and I come down here during the week to do the radio. And there's always a mad dash on a Monday to catch my flight. At the moment, in rural Scotland, where I am, they are resurfacing the roads, fixing all the potholes and the rest of it, which is good news. But there's about 40 lads doing nothing for about two hours in the morning as they get ready to actually do something. Right. So I thought, well, time or run, get out of here. There's a bit of a diversion. So it's about 20 minutes longer than it normally takes me to get to the airport at the moment. So I left with my wife and we just about, well, we appallingly timed it. So they just started resurfacing the road. We couldn't get past all the stuff. So we were running really, really late. And I'm panicking, thinking I'm on the show with Matt at four o'clock. I'm going to miss that flight. What will I do if I miss it? So this rage is beginning to build up in me. And then they stopped all the vehicles and let us go up on a verge and go around. So I get around thinking, right, I can still just about make the flight. Let's put the foot down. So we're roaring around the road. And just as we get around the corner on these country roads, sheep, lots of sheep in the road, half out of a field, half on the road going into another field. So do I stop and wait for the sheep to come out so that all the, all the herd have made it through, the flock, sorry, to the next field? No, I just thought I'm going to, just going to roar on through here, beeping the horn. Killing sheep? Not quite, no. <laughs> just, just forcing them along quite, um, quite uh, aggressively. So I've cut the sheep, the, the flock, in half. And as I've driven past some of the sheep, I can hear the quad bike roaring up beside me with the farmer on it. And he's quite an angry, quite a, well, a very a tough. Yeah, he's an angry guy. We've seen him struggling with the sheep before, and I thought, oh no, here we go. And I can see him like waving the fist, giving me all the signals you know that you get. So, so is it bad to split the flock? Te- you can't do it. You can't really? do it. So the sheep behind me have gone the wrong way down the road. He's on a quad bike trying to herd the sheep. Right. And they've gone, half of them have gone one way, half of them have gone the other way, and I'm racing to the airport. So he's, he's forgotten about the sheep that have gone the wrong way. He's come up beside me with a fag in his hand, out of his mouth, and he's sweating. He's like, yeah, you could have waited. What you? And I've rolled down the window saying, well, I'm not a farmer or a shepherd. I don't know what to do in these circumstances. And don't start having a go at me. What are you doing this? At the t- I've been sitting in traffic for 25 minutes waiting. I'm going to miss my flight because... You-. And he's like, no. And he's had a right go at me back. And then I'm thinking, he could definitely panel me. He could. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. is much harder than I am. But I've gone strong. So I'm like, I can't stop this now. He's got off the quad bike. And I'm thinking, right, I can't Uh-oh. back down now. So uh, Kate is now elbowing me going, what are you doing? What is happening here? And I'm like, no, I'm in the right here. And I realised at that point that I wasn't in the right, I think. What so do you how think? did you get? How did you back down? I just said to him, I'll speak to you about this later. <laughs> I can't stop, I'm being timed. And, and I roared, I went flying past the sheep again and I could see him screaming and shouting in the background. But I just thought, what? 
What am I meant to do in those circumstances? Miss my flight because he's decided to take the sheep out for a walk. I think I'm afraid to say you were being unreasonable. Yes, I was. Because you should have just waited for the show. Just think, oh, well, you know, I should have left earlier. You live in the countryside. Things like that happen. Yeah. But I also think you should have got out of the car and fought him like a man. <laughs> <laughs>